0: Have you been at work?
1: I yeah, I would love to send me back. You stay home. You stay home with the kids.
0: I'm the one that's putting food on the table and money in the bank account. You
1: always bring this up. It's ridiculous. You You know what? I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out of here. Okay, fine. Leave. Leave like your father. Oh, oh.
0: (laughs) Nice. That was good. Did you guys believe that? (laughs) That sounded real. I think I. I actually was taking some of that to heart. I know. It's getting a little heated, I'm sweaty. (laughs) This is the Dream Chasers Show. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Eric and Kate with the Dream Chasers. And today we're gonna be talking about something I feel like most couples do. And if you don't, you're robots and you have no emotion or feeling.
1: It's called fighting with your spouse. Ding, ding. (laughs)
0: Kate's throwing fake punches over here. Yeah. And naturally I'm dodging them because she's super uncoordinated.
1: Ah, they look more like cheerleader moves rather than boxing punches.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to talk to you guys about uh fighting with your spouse because it's one of them things that I feel like everybody does. Mm-hmm. And it's something that doesn't get talked about much. And if you've ever been in a even a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship, you still are going to deal with controversy and fights. It's just going to happen.
1: I feel like if you don't fight, then that's also unhealthy too, because then that means one person is suppressing the other. Mm-hmm. And like, they're the ones that are dominating everything. And one person is just so scared or intimidated or that that they don't feel comfortable even voicing their own opinion. And well,
0: you sound like you're speaking from experience.
1: Yeah. Eric beats me. Oh,
0: don't say that. <laughs> No I, no, I don't. <laughs> Just at any game ever.
1: Yeah. That's
0: what I beat you at.
1: Yes, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I think fighting with your spouse, there's a time and a place. and Or,
0: or even your significant other. Oh, You don't have to be married other. to them. You're right. You're going to be fighting either way when you live with somebody or spend a lot of time with them. who are two separate people with two separate thoughts and emotions, and it's going to happen
1: in the right way of doing things, and then your husband's wrong way of doing things. Oh,
0: we're going to go down that road. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, <laughs> start right, start right now. Ding ding, round two. <laughs> so today we're going to dive into some ways to have effective fights and productive fights. We're not, we're, we're not saying that you're never going to fight. Obviously, we've established that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the goal with this is to end up one, feeling heard, and two, not feeling hurt, right? How do we get our point across to each other without damaging the other person's self-esteem, emotions, and, and creating a really bad dynamic for your relationship going forward? So should we dive in?
1: Yes, let's dive in. Number one, be curious about your fights. Why are we even fighting? Are we fighting over that the toaster was set on too high of a setting and now you've got burnt toast? Or was that just the catalyst that tipped off your entire freaking week because the babysitter showed up late, the dog puked on the carpet, and the kid threw something out that
0: was... Right.
1: I don't know. Like, yeah.
0: The car broke down, the bank account is low. There's usually other stressors. That aren't related to the thing that you're fighting about at the current time, but they might be boiling up, and they're yes. and, and it's like building up this energy of animosity, or maybe the husband right isn't isn't effectively helping at home. I'm guilty of that, effectively not 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 helping with the laundry, the dishes, the cleaning, the kids, all of this stuff, and then the the spouse or the wife in this instance right is feeling neglected and feeling these these like
1: overwhelmed and yeah under supported yeah there's i so i think it's important to find out what the what the cause of the fight is like where it's all stemming from because a lot of times too like you just outburst in anger and you don't even know why but a lot of inner reflection too on both parts Mm -hmm. will help figure out why are we even fighting
0: right yeah all right, number two, this one kind of sounds funny to me. But schedule time for the conflict. And
1: 7:30 on a Thursday night. 7:30
0: yep. th- every week. We're just gonna box it out, put on the gloves, and boom boom. Um
1: Thursdays are exciting in our house.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yay! Kate didn't get that black eye. She ran into a doorknob.
1: <laughs> doorknob. Um well, we, we live shouldn't in an RV. we shouldn't be joking we about We don't have doorknobs. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true.
0: Um, but anyway, the re- I, obviously that sounds kind of unrealistic right okay pause we're gonna schedule the time for the fight but i think what they're getting at here is if you're out in public let's say you're in line at walmart getting groceries and you're just you've just had it and you guys are already kind of bickering that's not a good time to be to be throwing your verbal fights through like back and forth and that's a horrible time to be calling each other out in front of all these people Uh, we've been a lot of us have been there and seen that it's super awkward and it's very demeaning.
1: And it's not effective either. Not effective. Because, so we we actually had this, we walked by somebody at the zoo the other day.
0: That awkward. was having
1: a fight. Yes, it was awkward.
0: But I'm I, trying to look at the zebras, and these yes. two are over here arguing with each other about, I don't even remember, like, you always and you never. Yeah. And we're going to talk about always and never oh, later, too. Oh, those two too. words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, but just knowing like a time for conflict too. And if it is getting heated, like in Walmart, you just say, Hey, no, it's not the time and place. Let's get the kids home or get out of public or save it for the car,
0: Mm -hmm. whatever
1: it is. And I also think that it's important to not try not to do it in front of the kids because chances are, it's not about the kids. Why are you bringing the kids into it?
0: Yeah. And then they see that. Yeah. And I think Uh, One thing I want to reiterate probably time and time again in this podcast episode is a lot of these things that we're talking about stem from us actually having done them and (sighs) learning from them. uh, We're not perfect by any means. So... I want to get that out on, in the air right away. I don't want to be sitting here saying, oh, this is how you should fight. And right. and we don't do any of those things. No, no, we've definitely had our fair share.
1: I just learned that one from doing it the other day in front of Addie. Do you remember when we were fighting and we started raising her voice and then she started yelling and throwing things?
0: Uh-huh, and her emotions were like crazy. Yes. Like, uh, I don't want to, I guess crazy is maybe a bad word, but her emotions were all out of control. Yeah. And she doesn't know how to handle them. You right. know, kids are still trying to figure out their emotions. Hell, most adults... Can't even figure out their emotions. Mm-hmm. So when they are exposed to these high energy situations, and they're two caregivers, basically the the gods of their world at that time, are having a, a really bad dispute or okay. or getting emotionally charged. Like they, I feel like they just can't handle it. They're, they're confused, the, the and neurons in their brains and... go crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just makes me want to cry again thinking about that. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: So basically that point is save it for a time where you, where you guys can, you and your significant other can actually talk it through or yell it through whatever form, you know, but keep it cordial, but keep it also away from other people. Keep it in a space where it's like safe, Mm
1: -hmm. not around
0: people or kids.
1: Number three, call a timeout if you or your partner needs one. I feel like this is so, we've used this time and time again. And really, honestly, it pisses me off because I feel like you call a timeout just because you want to get away. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm not done with you. And you follow you,
0: me into the next room. I
1: follow you, which is more difficult in the RV and now the- because you have nowhere to hide. There's
0: nowhere to go. There's nowhere Fellas, there. if you're listening to this, you don't have a basement to go to. You share a car. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. Um, no, that is so true, though, about calling the timeout it's it's like um i heard somebody say this but it's like a boxing match it's like if a referee were there and and you have your two opponents going at it and eventually there's a time where the time ends and it's ding 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 take a break Mm -hmm. take a break separate bring yourself back down because your emotions are really high and yeah
1: and that's usually when you say things that you don't mean the higher they go yep like hey i wish that you were dead
0: oh yeah that's a doozy
1: yep or I hate you. I want a divorce. Uh, yeah. All of the like things that you never would think of speaking to your spouse when you when you know that you love them and care about them, but when you're when you just see red because he just won't listen and he's trying to run away from you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those are win. things
1: that that you don't want to say. So, and calling a timeout is a really effective manner of doing that. So. Thanks for always calling timeouts.
0: You're welcome. All right, number four is to make requests instead of complaints. So th- this is a big one, and, and I've been guilty of this in the past, is when you sling the words you always, you never. Those are two words you should s- try to stay away from because obviously that's not true. Always is, is a very literal term. And never is also a literal literal term. So if you say you always do this and you always do that and you never help with this and you never, you you don't mean it. Mm -hmm. And it's most likely not true. And instead of complaining about the other person, what if we made a request and said, hey, could you please help me with this? Could you please help me to understand this? Because I'm not seeing it the way you're seeing it. Mm -hmm. Make a request instead of a direct blow to that other person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we've um, I don't know who taught us this trick, but expressing how we feel like when you when you say something that upsets me instead of saying, well, you said this and you did that. And you you come from it as a stance of so I feel hurt when or I feel I'm I feel offended. I'm upset when Mm -hmm. like when you change it to instead of the blame game you do some more reflection and say hey this is how this this makes me feel and you could incorporate that with requests
0: yeah that's a good one yeah because you're not like you're not targeting the other person you're saying these are my feelings this is this is what i'm going through in, internally yeah and you you can't always explain your feelings that's what's, that's what's pretty wild about feelings we all have them mm-hmm. and oftentimes we can't always explain our emotions but the fact that God gave you those emotions says something mm-hmm. because we all have anger. Yep. We all have excitement, happiness, sadness, sorrow. We share these these qualities. That's something we all have. And so if you can say that to me, hey, I'm feeling such and such sad or angry or I can relate to that because I have those same feelings. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think so. Like... If instead of you throwing insults at me, you were to say, I feel this way, I can relate to that because I have felt that way as well. Yeah. And my guard comes down.
1: Yeah. Right? Okay. Makes so, sense. Yeah. Number five, listen and ask your partner for clarification. All right. So we use this fun little game called, I know, a game amidst of fighting. It's its fun. Trust me. Thursday nights, there are a riot in the house. <laughs> um sharing the floor. So who's got the floor? So last time that we were fighting, I was, I had the puzzle out and we literally, I grabbed a puzzle piece and I said, uh, 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 I've got the floor. Let me talk. So then I would talk because I've got the floor. And then I would hand flung the puzzle piece. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding.
0: (laughs) I had to dodge it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good thing it wasn't like a ninja star or something, but it did have sharp edges. Flung the puzzle piece back over in your direction. And now you've got the floor, but then you have to repeat what I just said.
0: Before, so, before I start throwing start. in, my... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's a tough one. If we're just being honest, because when, when when we when we're fighting with each other, really what we're doing is cutting each other off, yeah. inserting our own opinions,
1: not listening, not listening, not feeling like not feeling like you're being heard.
0: And when both parties aren't heard, nobody gets anywhere.
1: And somehow the voices just keep getting louder and louder.
0: Yeah, and I got a loud voice. Yeah, you do. yeah I do. And we live in a small community of RV parkers. So I'm sure 30 people hear it. <laughs> um, well, that's, such a good, that's such a good point. I struggle personally with keeping my emotions in check. I'm a high I. If, if any of you have ever heard of a thing called the DISC personality assessment, it's the D-I-S-C. And the I in there is influential. So it means that you have high energy, high emotion, high charisma, whatever. And that's where I struggle because my emotions, I wear them on my sleeve Big time. Mm-hmm. And so when we fight, I'm, I'm, the, I'm guilty of interrupting. And so personally, f- officially, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's, a, that's a struggle for me. So the, having the floor does help. Having that piece, whatever it is, could be a remote. Yeah. could be, Just make sure it's Self. something soft so you don't whip it at each
1: other. Well, yeah, maybe not whip it at each other either, even if it is as small as a puzzle piece. <laughs> yeah, hand
0: it over gently.
1: Hand it over gently,
0: but but then what you said too is repeat back what they said. Yeah. Before you insert your, and that way the other side feels hurt.
1: Right, and yeah, that's so important because mm-hmm. if even if you never feel like you're heard, like you never get over that fight.
0: Yeah, you'll hold that in like a mm-hmm. like an animosity treasure chest, and then you bust that baby open on the next fight. Remember when you did this and you said that, and you have all this ammo stored up. Yep. That's that's a bad thing. So clear clear the air, clear the ammo, empty that chest before you move on.
1: Yes. Number six, learn the right way to apologize to your partner.
0: What the heck does that mean?
1: You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for not doing the laundry and so sorry for not helping all the kids.
1: That is the wrong way to apologize.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great example of what not to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, in the end, does anybody ever feel good about those kinds of apologies?
0: No, they're so back-ended.
1: Yeah, they really are. And you know that they don't mean it. And something that you've been improving on lately is even like I want an apology right away because I'm dumb direct and to the point and I'm the alpha, sorry, babe.
0: But I don't think you're the alpha. You're definitely a domineering woman.
1: Domineering. You're a
0: strong, independent woman who needs no man. And I am I am lucky to be in your presence most days. <laughs> most days. <laughs> Uh, Uh, I just scored brownie points, boys.
1: Yeah, you did. (laughs) But, and that's something that you've been working on a lot lately, is apologizing the right way instead of just doing that, what we just did. Like, oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, Because you used to do that, and it would really piss me off. Mm -hmm. Because I know that you're not serious. But you would wait and wait, like, a day or two, and you wouldn't talk to me. And that would also piss me off. But then...
0: Oh, the quiet is so nice. So <laughs> I, I'm i glad that you brought that up. And thanks for, you know, uh, inter- injecting that in the conversation. And it makes me think of like the times we have fought. And of course, just like you just said, there have been times where I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, whatever, I'm sorry. And we just basically say whatever and leave yes. it at that. But I found the most effective way to apologize is to take time to actually think about what what you're apologizing for Mm. and let it, like, if it needs to consume you for a day or two until it actually hits and you know, like, okay, this is what I did and said wrong. This is what I've been doing wrong in our relationship. This is what I'm actually sorry for because I want to mend this. I want to mend this wound that we have. And so apologizing for that is so much more effective than just throwing a random, I'm sorry. It's like saying, I love you on the second date. It's not, it's not true. You don't actually love that person.
1: So what happens if like, you say that you're sorry, but you're really not sorry? Or you feel like that other person said it and doesn't mean it because then they just keep doing it? Like, How do you troubleshoot that kind of mm. relationship?
0: Is that a real question to I me? I think so. Oh. Well, I, I think... I guess this is how I feel regarding that. It's going to take... It takes time for a human being to change. Most humans are set in their way. Most people grow up doing something a certain way their whole life. And then when they meet another person and they start spending more time with them and then eventually moving in now, now your flaws come to surface that you maybe didn't see when you weren't spending all your time with that person, mm. the annoying things that they do or say start to surface. So it's going to take time for that other person to change. Right. And, and, and they might never fully change. I don't know. I believe people can change. Yeah. But to get back to your question, what if they keep doing it? It's gonna take time. Yeah. Just like anything, no one's gonna change overnight because you want because somebody wants them to.
1: So having patience, and I feel like this whole conversation has just has been riddled with patience throughout everything. Even just being curious about your fights that requires patience. Like in, in the heat of the moment, pulling back and realizing, okay, what is it that we're really upset about? That requires patience. Scheduling a time for conflict, patience. Calling a timeout, patience
0: and self control,
1: and self control, so Holy that you don't cow. do
0: or say things you don't want to do or say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point.
1: Waiting for someone to change, waiting for someone to apologize. Holy cow! I thought I was gonna die before you apologized for that last fight. There, you waited like two days. Yeah, like an entire day. I'm a day.
0: mysterious man.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> I'm so
0: mysterious. <laughs> oh boy! Look at me. My name's Eric. <laughs> Nobody knows what
1: I'm thinking or doing. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm thinking or doing.
0: That's another thing that I just thought of. This, like, if you wait too long, you might forget to apologize. Yes. So, um, an appropriate amount of time, depending on the level of fight, right? Is <laughs> is just use discretion. All right. So obviously, the the fight from the very beginning was fabricated, or was it? You'll never know. You'll never know. Um, but, but we wanted to, to kind of throw this out there and just be authentic and real because the reality is we, people fight like you do when, when you're living with somebody in close quarters, you're two different people, it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to understand how to do it and how to, how to actually come to a proper conclusion and a good outcome where it's a win-win situation. If as best it can be anyway. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this and got some value out of it. I'm going to wrap it up real quick with the, the six steps that we just talked about. Number one, be curious about your fights. Why are you actually fighting? Number two, schedule a time for the actual the conflict. Keep it away from public. Keep it away from your kids if you can. Number three, call a timeout if you actually need one.
1: Number four, make requests instead of complaints. Number five, listen and ask your partner for clarification. That's the little puzzle piece of having the floor and number six learn the right way to apologize to your partner
0: thanks everybody for listening this is dream chasers eric and kate and we are out of here no we're not not. (laughs) (laughs) perfect i like it